How can this happen tonight? How can the creator of the universe be stretched into skin? Can you fit all that imagination? All that you, O God, have seen from the dawn of light to this moment tonight? Can you fit all that emotion? You've been broken by previous generations, from wilderness and exodus, exile and beyond. Can you fit all that wisdom? That has designed commandments and spoken prophetic words, inspired psalmists and moved artists' hands. Can you fit all that love? That has moved mountains and bent rainbows, counted the stars and named them with our names. Can you fit all of that into skin? Tonight you do, and you can. All of that and more, every hope and every ounce of love, flesh, tonight. So as the darkness deepens and the hour stretches and the manger prepares, let us gather there and believe you can fit God into skin. Welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse from wherever you find yourself this Christmas Eve. I'm Stuart and I get to be the minister here. I hope you enjoy your time together with us tonight. And if you do, please join us again tomorrow morning on our website for a short Christmas celebration. Soon, so very soon, hope is coming. In just a few short minutes, peace is coming. Just a pause away, love is coming. The world can hardly contain itself, joy is coming. Lord, we your people wait patiently and impatiently, hanging on in anticipation for hope, peace, love and joy. Lord, we bring it ourselves and we bring you our worship.
he is our childhood's pattern day by day like us he grew he was little weak and helpless tears and smiles like us he You turn night into light. Your glory shines in the deepest darkness. Your grace breaks the power that would keep us down. You are the giver of life and bringer of hope, answering the yearnings of our hearts. You point to a different way, where justice, righteousness and peace blossom, where sorrow is swapped for the sounds of singing and where joy abides forever. Great giver of gifts, this night we celebrate you. We wonder with shepherds and rejoice with angels. We hear again that ancient story made new in us once more, that warms our hearts and reminds us of mercy fashioned in flesh and bone. With the angels and with countless generations through the ages we cry, glory to God in the highest. Amen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, 
because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. We live in unprecedented times. A census? What would these Romans think of next? Just pop over to the town you were born in and get counted? Don't they realise I've got work to do? People rely on me. I've got important repairs to do and a backlog of orders. I've not been to Bethlehem since I was a kid. Still, it was good of our cousins to take us in, even though there was someone already in the spare room. They cleared us a space where the animals were usually kept. And then there's Mary. It's not long now. That's what they all said to her. Not long for you now, Mary. Would you believe the timing of the governor's census? How long will it take? A week at least, there and back. Will you get home in time? That's what they all asked, as if she could know. When your baby's ready to come, you can't make it wait. I don't think she'll last a week. I don't think they'll be home in time. I know Mary well, and I think she felt it too. But she has great faith, that lassie, great faith. If he's born in Bethlehem, she told me, then so be it. Imagine it though, your first child being born away from home. Will she manage as well as she thinks? If her time comes before we get back, what peace and privacy will she get? If we're caught in the throng of census pilgrims with a baby on the way. All that matters is that she and the baby stay safe and well. Oh dear God, keep them safe and strong and well. Better that he's born in Bethlehem than halfway there or here. If he's born in Bethlehem, he'll be among animals and strangers. People, they'll look after her though. People are always kind when there's a new mother to tend to. And she'll just be relieved if the baby's healthy and strong. She'll soon forget the pain and the fear and the unfamiliarity. You always do. She'll just be overjoyed to hold him in her arms, to let him feed and to hear him cry. It won't be so bad if he's not born at home. I'm of David's line, so to be born in David's city, that wouldn't be a bad thing. A Bethlehem boy he might be. But he'll be ours. 
One of us still, of course, he'll be a Nazarene. We'll be home soon, hopefully. Please God, all we want is some good news. A healthy baby and Mary to be safe and well. Who'll be there to help her? There are women there, of course. And they always help the other women. Especially with your first. Wonder if you'd be born in the daylight or in the darkness in the middle of the night. Will she labour long? Or will he be a swift arrival? Will he have his mother's looks or his father's? Will she get much time to rest afterward? Oh, I just can't wait. I can't wait to welcome her boy. If he's born here, we could go to Jerusalem first before going home. That's what she told me before they left. We'll take him to the temple. We could give thanks to God. They'll name him there. Mary told me he's to be called Jesus. I just hope they're both fine and well. What a time to be expecting. What a time to be born. The story of the birth of Jesus is in many ways pretty simple. There are two versions, the one that we find in Matthew's Gospel and this one that we read tonight from Luke's version. Every time I read them, both of them, I'm amazed at how straightforward the account of the birth is. It's just two sentences. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. No fuss, no extra detail, nothing. It's a bit of an anticlimax after all the waiting. News was brought by angels to both Elizabeth and Mary about the children they were going to have, and afterwards the angels would appear again, this time bringing good news to some shepherds. But then that's kind of the point of the story. That the birth of this child was, actually still is, good news. And it's good news to the most unlikely people. Shepherding was a lifestyle, not just a job. Shepherds lived out with their sheep. They led them from place to place to find water and grazing and at night the shepherd would lie across the opening of the pen to stop, well, both the sheep wandering off and to protect them from anything else that might want to take the sheep away. Shepherding was a full-time job, but it meant that there were some parts of life that it was hard for shepherds to join in with. They couldn't just pop home for a visit. They couldn't visit the temple either without someone else having to look after their sheep. And that meant that shepherds were outsiders, living literally outside the community, physically and in terms of the religious life of the community. There on the hillsides, the angel appeared and told them about the good news. And if that wasn't terrifying enough, then a whole army of angels appeared and started singing songs of peace and love. And yes, that is as odd as it sounds. Armies don't sing songs of peace, but the army of God did. Go and find a baby. And it's all a bit lost in us. Babies are born all the time. What's the big deal? What's so special about this one? Well, the clue is partly in who the good news is given to. Outsiders. People on the margins. People who have no power, who don't really fit in. People who were excluded from the religious life of a society that's all about religion. It's good news for them. They're the first to hear it because this news is for the likes of them. The likes of us. But that still doesn't tell us what the news is, does it? 
a baby's been born and it's good news to outsiders. Okay, but is that it? Well, not quite. There's more in how the news is told. When the heir to the empire was born, a royal decree was issued. The good news was told around the kingdom because people had to know who was in charge and who would succeed them. This good news is all about who's really in charge. It's an announcement of a different kind of kingdom where peace reigns and all are valued, not just the rich and powerful. What better symbol of that than God slipping into skin as a tiny, powerless, defenceless baby? What better people to announce that good news to than some of the most, well, ordinary people around? Christmas Eve is a time of remembering that this story is for us and about us. This isn't just the story of a child being born 2,000 years ago. It's the story of incarnation, of God moving into our lives. And that happens every day. God moves into our lives reminding us that we're loved, reminding us we're valued, reminding us that there is a different way to live and that we're all God's children. So may stars shine tonight and light up the sky tonight. May angels whisper songs tonight as you dream of mangers tonight. May wise men travel tonight and find a welcome at the stable doors tonight. May shepherds gaze tonight and wonder at the sky tonight. May we listen to the stillness tonight and hear the promise of God tonight. May we welcome Jesus tonight and make a place among us all tonight. And may this night be a special gift tonight, full of wonder and filled with love tonight. For Jesus is born tonight. One of us, tonight. In this night where humanity becomes you, may the whisper of promise feel restless across this land, as if angels are readying to sing and stars preparing to shine. For the moment of birth is a breath away. The moment where the word leaves the printed page of ancient scripture and prophecy and becomes flesh tonight among us tonight between us tonight within us tonight
Waiting still is the prophecy. It's ancient words teetering here, ready to spill into a manger. Such prophecy, spoken over generations, will no longer form words, but flesh and wounds. Waiting still is the light, as ancient as God's first word. Over time, the darkness has stretched and lengthened and deepened. But now, something extraordinary is happening. The light is restless, quickening, ready to kindle a flame. And against all the darkness, it is enough. Waiting still is a mother and a confused father in a stable somewhere in the world tonight. Isolated from family, socially distanced, immigrants in an unwelcome city, preparing a space for the most fragile gift of God, God's self. Waiting still is the word, from the beginning veiled soon in flesh, word of word, light of light, preparing silently and without uttering a word, becomes the word among us. Waiting now in the silence, holding its breath, hesitating, frightened, vulnerable, small in a huge universe, called into life, slipping in beside us, kindling a flame, for this, this is Christmas Day.
God who spoke the world into being, Jesus' word of life, Spirit who lives within us, we thank you for the power of word and story, your story, our stories intertwined, on this night of all nights, where we tell the story of stars and angels, shepherds and a stable, of powerful empires and the inbreaking of your kingdom and the birth of a child. We thank you for hope, passed as a torch down through countless generations. Light of the world, we pray for all who walk in darkness, the darkness of uncertainty and despair, who wonder where the next meal will come from, where they will find shelter, where they will feel where they will feel safe from harm. Those who struggle to survive and wonder whether to keep on trying. We pray for all who live in a land of deep darkness, places where corruption and greed strangle truth and stifle justice, places where the vulnerable and those who speak up are crushed under the heel of the powerful. In this season of celebration, we pray for those who walk in the dark valley of grief those who are ill and those who care for them, those who feel invisible and alone. May the story of the child in the manger kindle a flame of hope and comfort. May it be a sign of liberation. May it lead to that deep joy which goes beyond the tinsel and the glitter and acts as an anchor through all that life brings. We give you thanks for the wondrous story of your coming to our level, to walk with us in the darkness, to be our light on the way, to show us who you are and what love looks like. So now may God, who keeps on sending angels and bringing light and walking among us, keep us alive to wonder and alert to listening this holy night and always.